Welcome back to Filmfest Talk. This is Fatma, your host. We have been missing for a while after our trial episodes. We are delighted with your interest in our program and we have been preparing new episodes for you. From now on, we hope to meet through the episodes that will be released once a month. At Filmfest Talk, you will hear about film festivals, interviews with various film events, film reviews, discussions on film history and many more. We didn't plan to come back with such an episode, but life does not always go as we planned. Unfortunately, we woke up on February 24 to the news that Russia had begun to invade Ukraine. As a result of the invasion and attacks that lasted for weeks now, many civilians lost their lives, cities were destroyed, and many people were had to leave their homes. Unfortunately, what happened in Ukraine is not the only war we have seen in recent years, but we wish it to be the last. Of course, the effect of the war on filmmaking is inevitable. Anti-war narratives and films critical of Russia are striking in Ukrainian cinema, especially since 2014. We have to note that the history of the war in Ukraine and its effect on filmmaking go back a long time. Since the invasion started, many reactions arose from the film communities. Messages of solidarity with Ukraine were published. Russia was condemned. While many Ukrainian filmmakers demanded solidarity, the Ukrainian Film Academy called for a global boycott of Russian films in the first days of the invasion. The first statements outside Ukraine were made by the European Film Academy and Berlinale. Khan announced that they would not accept an official Russian delegation or anyone connected with the Russian state in their 2022 edition if the invasion continues. Khan's statement ended with these words. Loyal to its history that started in 1939 in resistance to the fascist and Nazi dictatorship, the Festival Dokan will always serve artists and industry professionals that raise their voices to denounce violence, repression and injustices for the main purpose to defend peace and liberty. Daria Badur, a curator at Kiev Critics Week Film Festival, and co-founder of the Ukrainian Film Critics Union, criticizes Khan's position in her article titled Why we need a post-colonial lens to look at Ukraine and Russia. She said, Festival de Khan is more satiric to women that cannot wear heels at the red carpet than it is to the country that kills innocent people. In her article, she explains how, after 1991, Soviet heritage was accepted as Russian only. Due to this understanding Western countries were willing to acknowledge, how the cultural heritage of many nations that formed the Union was taken away. Darya Badur's article helps us to think about, as in her words, colonialism and imperialism in the realm of culture. You can find the link of the complete article and each source that I mention in this episode in the description. Highly recommended. Ukrainian film festivals support the cultural boycott of Russian films. DocuDays UA, International Human Rights Documentary Film Festival, 
Ukraine's most important documentary film event, has been calling for solidarity since the first days of the invasion. DocuDays UA said, We call on festivals around the world to join the online resistance to Russian aggression by talking about the war in Ukraine, protesting and showing Ukrainian documentary film to everyone. As FilmFest Talk, we had the chance to speak with Daria Basse from DocuDays UA. Daria is the head of the DocuPro industry platform and festival programmer. Considering the current conditions, we recorded our questions and answers separately with Daria to obtain an easier audio recording. First of all, you will hear my questions and her answers will follow. Here in your presence, I would like to begin by thanking her and the entire DocuDays UA team for their time during this difficult period. You postponed your 19th edition due to the invasion of Russia and you also published an open letter to call the international film community and festivals for solidarity with Ukraine. Could you talk about this call? What are your demands from the film community around the world? The 90th edition of Dark Days UA Film Festival was postponed due, uh, due to invasion of Russia. Um, actually, we worked until the very last moment uh, and we couldn't believe that this war gonna be really happening. Um, you know, we uh, published the a list of the national competition uh, of our festival one day before the Russian invasion. So we were actually quite optimistic or maybe even naive. And when the Russian invasion uh, happened to all of us, um, well, of course, um, we called for solidarity um, for from the international film community and film festivals and I must say that we immediately started getting a lot of <clears throat> letters of support, a lot of proposals to host our national competition or any part of a program and we were really thankful to our colleagues for that. Um, unfortunately we were not able to answer all of this um, uh, letters and emails and messages because part of our team was hiding in bomb shelters, part of our team was escaping, evacuating from Kiev or other cities and there were a couple of days uh, that the whole team was just scattered all around the country, everybody was uh, scared, uh, nobody could understand what to do and we were just not able to live our no normal life. Um, well, uh, right now uh, everyone from our team is in a more or less safe place. Uh, somebody uh, left the country, somebody left uh, their home cities, uh, but we're still working and um, what we're trying to achieve right now uh, in our work with our friends and colleagues from international film festivals is that um, we try to, well, 
I'm going to be honest here, we try to open their eyes uh, on the Ukrainian documentary filmmaking culture. Um, we try to show them that there, there is a lot of uh, great Ukrainian films that they can play at the festivals and um, there's a lot of uh, unique Ukrainian filmmakers who are ready to um, voice um, um, Ukrainian uh, position and um, voice Ukrainian problems, uh, voice Ukrainian dreams and hopes and so on. We are ready to open for them Ukraine because what I can see right now is that um, very few international colleagues really understand what is Ukraine and uh, what is its history, what is cultural background and what is really happening between Ukraine and Russia. Um, I am really disappointed when I see that international film festivals, documentary film festivals, um, program um so you know they just organize some kind of a special focuses on war of Russia against Ukraine and they program only one or two or three films and most of those films are um either from Russia or from foreign filmmakers made on Ukraine um which is absolutely okay but if there is no Ukrainian film and no Ukrainian filmmaker who would be able talking about Ukraine directly, if there are only Russian films, Russian filmmakers um, who are supposed to give their opinion on the Russian terrorist attack against Ukraine uh, and only foreign filmmakers who cannot, um, you know, give a proper command and give a proper understanding to the international audience of Ukrainian um, complex history and um, situation in the society and a lot of aspects of Ukrainian lives just because they are foreigners and it's normal. They do not understand everything. Um, so it is a problem that um, still, even in this situation, there is no Ukrainian voices uh, on the cultural scene. Um, there is no Ukrainian voices in the uh, documentary film festivals, uh, in in big film festivals. I mean, there are very, very few, um, but it's not enough. We want more, and there should be more. I always compare the situation to the situation, like, you know, imagine if... Um, um when uh, during the me too movement uh, you would invite uh, a man to be a spokesperson for this movement it would be just outrageous nobody would understand you everybody would just think uh you know you're crazy but somehow people think it's okay to invite russian filmmakers to comment and to voice their opinions about the about this war that is happening right now um, and this is not right this should be stopped
In your letter, you ask festivals to screen Ukrainian documentaries and you also mentioned a selection that your team is working on. Are you planning to share a particular selection for other film events to screen as a solidarity act? We have prepared um, the list of Ukrainian documentary films, shorts and feature lens um, for friends and for colleagues from different international uh, film festivals and platforms. And this is the list that contains films from last two years, I think. There are also some films that are just premiering right now, so very fresh films. And... Uh, the list is huge, I must say. It's a very, it's quite a good list, and they are not like all of the films, but just the films that we really think they are, are worth for the international audience to 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 see them. And uh, yeah, this list we are distributing among our colleagues, and we are calling them uh, to screen these films, to play them for the for the audience, to invite filmmakers to comment and to give Q&As and to open Ukraine and Ukrainian documentary film culture for themselves. Ukrainian Film Academy released a call to boycott Russian cinema. Cultural boycott is not a new form of protest, as we know through campaigns demanding a cultural boycott against Israel for many years now. Recently, Glasgow Film Festival decided not to screen Russian films in this year's selection, and later Cannes announced that they will not welcome an official Russian delegation. What do you think about this call and this form of a boycott? Do you have anything to add? The Ukrainian cultural community is calling and has been calling uh, since the start of the war for, for a boycott of Russian culture, of Russian uh, audiovisual and different kinds of all kinds of actually yeah all kinds of uh, cultural product uh, at all platforms at all festivals at all um, literature um, festivals uh, events um, in all uh, museums all over the world like everywhere and I totally support this position I'm a big supporter of this idea I think that all Russian films should be banned from all international events all over the world until the war is over, until Ukraine is free uh, and the whole territory of our country is free from Russian, um, uh, from Russian military invasion. Um, well, uh, for some people... Um, for Europeans, uh, it might uh, it might look like a very aggressive position, um, but again, it's just because they do not really understand a historical background. They do not know, they do not feel the pain of Ukrainian people. They don't know uh, that actually Russia was suppressing and oppressing Ukrainian society since many centuries. That a lot of generations of Ukrainian um, artists and filmmakers and intellectuals was just destroyed and uh, killed and sent to Gulag and um, 
you know, to different camps. Um, so um, right now, it, it was like the last drop for us. We don't want to uh, bear it any longer. We also see that uh, Russian culture is used by Russian government uh, for the propaganda of its uh, awful ideas and um, it, it is used as an excuse for many awful and bloody decisions of the Russian government, for many awful actions, for many actions that cost million lives. Uh, so um, I don't think our position is aggressive. I think it's totally right and um, it might be not understandable uh, for people who are living in different societies with different historical backgrounds. But if you uh, make us, you know, very quick research, if you read a little bit about Ukraine, uh, if you read a little bit about its uh, connections uh, with Russia and um, if you know a bit of history, then you will understand it and you will not have any question and any doubt that this is right. Um, so right now, when the Russian army burns and bombards Ukrainian museums, churches, memorial sites, including Babin Yar and including such prominent and important historical places as, for instance, the Kharkiv Slova House, a house monument to Ukrainian writers of 1920-1930s who were practically all executed by NKVD. Um, I mean, what else you would expect from us? Since 2014, we have seen a turn in Ukrainian cinema, mostly towards anti-war and critical narratives against Russia. I know it is too early to think about the future of these narratives due to unfortunate hot conflict. But when all this ends, what do you think about the future of Ukrainian cinema? I think we will see many documentaries on the current war. When you think about Ukrainian documentary filmmaking overall, particularly since 2014, how do you see the last eight years and what are your perceptions on the future of it? It is important to understand that the war in Ukraine, the war of Russia against Ukraine, uh, didn't start uh, on 24th of February in 2022. It actually started eight years ago. Uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine and occupied Donbass region and Lugansk region, when Russia occupied Crimea. Uh, and since then, the war is on. And since then, we all are in the uh, mood of war, we all are experiencing the war, we all uh, see the consequences of war. There were a lot of internally uh, uh, replaced people in a country and there were a lot of um, uh, military people who were suffering from PTSD so we know what the war is we know what consequences the war has um, and um, 
Yes, um, there were a lot of documentary films on the war and on the consequences of war. It is obvious that right now all Ukrainian documentary filmmakers are filming the war, are filming what is happening uh, in the background of, of war actions. Everybody is very active. There are also some international crews who are filming. And there is a huge response and huge requests from international decision makers, from a lot of international channels, broadcasters, uh, whatever, who really want to acquire and to co-produce uh, Ukrainian documentaries. Um, I cannot say that this makes me happy right now, honestly. I mean, <laughs> we were fighting and we were trying to get the international attention to Ukrainian films, the Ukrainian documentary films, for so many years. Uh, but it comes now when actually, you know, we need a help in... Um, stopping the war uh, and with documentary films well I think we can handle <laughs> and manage this a bit later um, well um, I don't know uh, of course if you know if I'm being cynical then I would say that this is a golden age for Ukrainian documentary uh, filmmaking of course, we understand that um, there, there, there will be quite a big request from the international market for such films. But I'm always asking myself, like over last uh, two weeks, I keep on thinking, will these documentary films help stop this war? I doubt this, because not a single documentary about Syrian war helped to stop it. And I'm thinking about this documentary, Ukrainian documentary filmmakers who are f filming very bloody and awful events right now. What is happening with them? How they will be suffering after this all ends? Um, and this really scares me. I don't want my friends, I don't want these beautiful people to suffer, but I know that they will. Also, I would like to add that still, there's a lot of documentary films in Ukraine which are telling stories from a peaceful period of time, which are telling stories not about the war, and these are beautiful films, and you should check them out. For instance, uh, in the beginning of this year, there was one great film, which is called Infinity, according to Florian. The director is Alexei Radinsky. Uh, this film was uh, world premiered in Rotterdam Film Festival. And this is just one example. Uh, there is a lot of uh, beautiful films made by very talented filmmakers that are um, exploring Ukrainian life, exploring some universal questions, thinking about life, death, 
love about something that is uh, precious and interesting to all of us. Um, and my big hope is that um, we will not lose these voices, we will not lose these stories um, that that are, you know, from our former life, from from our peaceful life. I wouldn't like, and I do not like this idea that Ukrainian um, documentary filmmaking will be focused uh, from this time on until I don't know when, that it will be focused f only on the war and only on the consequences of war. I really hope that there will be films about, you know, just a regular life, because the regular life is still happening. People are still eating, they're still sleeping, they're still falling in love, they're getting married, uh, they're getting upset, they cry, um, and they quarrel with each other. <laughs> so I really do hope that um, the war will be over soon, and that the stories that we are telling to each other and to the world will be different and will be not only about the war. You listen to Daria Basel and their expectations from the international film community and festivals. I would also like to repeat that you should watch Alina Gorlova's extraordinary documentary This Rain Will Never Stop. This documentary follows Andriy Suleyman, 20 years old Ukrainian Kurdish man, and his endless journey from one war-torn country to another. Besides its exciting narrative, this rain will never stop, is beautifully shot. The film also won the first appearance award at the International Documentary Film Festival Amsterdam. Gorlova also published an open letter that she urged the international community to block Russian cinema until the aggression is over. As Film Fest Talk, we suggest listening to the Ukrainian film community, sharing their voices and demands in these difficult times. And we are thankful to Daria and DocuDays UA that they gave us this opportunity. Till the next episode, stay with peace.